We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Friday, it's June 3rd, it is 2022. We have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? Oh man, this, this slate is a doozy. It's going to be a fun one. We've got a lot of good pitching. A lot of good pitching. And it's... I'm I'm looking forward to the slate. Yeah, this is an awesome slate. I'm w- I'm with you. Um, after not having a, a ton of great options the last few days, it's great to have um, some really really strong pitching today. So let's jump in and break it down. We get started with Cleveland at Baltimore. No total in this game. It's supposed to be Bieber against Zimmerman. Um, we'll start here with Shane Bieber. I mean, this is we start right off the bat. Um, we got Shane Bieber going up against Baltimore. What are your thoughts here? I mean, his pitch count has been great recently. His outings have been great recently. He gets a good matchup going up against Baltimore. He's under 10K. I like him today. Problem is, I like a lot of really good pitchers. I don't even know if he's top three for me today. Like, this is one of the better spots. It's not going to be terribly hot over in Baltimore, but. Like the only argument against him is, well, what else are you giving up? So it's just a spot where Bieber seems like a great play today, but one of those guys where I'm going to wait and see where ownership ends up lying at, which is going to be the same with a lot of these type top price pitchers, because outside of one of them, uh, they're all pretty darn similar. I think this is one of those slates. We're going to break down these pitchers and you're going to have to look at 
projected ownership and kind of decide where you want to end up um, because there are so many great options. I think Bieber in a fantastic spot going up against Baltimore. We'll say the top half of the Baltimore lineup has been striking out a little bit less and less here recently, but it's still Shane Bieber. Like you said, over 94 pitches in, you know, six of his last starts. This is a great spot for him. So um, the other side of this game, Bruce Zimmerman, lefty going up against Cleveland. We have a ton of pitching options on this slate. I'm not going to take a mediocre pitcher against a team that doesn't strike out very much. Yeah, a team that doesn't strike out much. And on top of that, he's not a high strikeout pitcher. He's not a good pitcher. He's been getting hit pretty hard so far this season. I have no interest in Zimmerman. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Gives up power both sides of the plate. Strikes out lefties at a high cliff, but I don't expect him to see many, if any, lefties in this lineup today for Cleveland. So uh, let's talk about Cleveland bats. Anything jumping off the page to you here? I mean, Jose Ramirez jumps off the page. Outside of that, it's just kind of the fact that you can get some cheap pieces in the stack to try and pay up for pitching. I honestly don't hate Cleveland bats today just because of their price tags. I mean, don't have any huge lean on any guy um it's just all about pricing so whoever ends up getting the spot start even though they might get pitch hit for is very much in play like gonzalez mercado and then owen miller rosario straw are all a little bit cheap i think you can do worse than them again zimmerman is just a guy that against righties gives up a lot of hard contact doesn't get a ton of ground balls and really doesn't strike out any of them so it's just a good spot and going up against a bad bullpen at bullpen afterwards. I don't love the stack, but I love the price on a lot of these bats outside of Jose Ramirez. Yeah. I like Owen Miller a lot. The fact that you can play him at second base as well um, kind of helps out. He is someone that is very good against left-handed pitching. So I, I like him a, a lot in this spot. I think this is a great spot for him. And then obviously Ramirez, and then I'm just building a third. I think I'll use Cleveland more as a, three-man stack as a secondary stack um but i still think this is a great spot um to attack zimmerman i don't really have any interest in baltimore i will say they are cheap um it's just i don't know if i can play them against bieber yeah not against bieber not on a 12 game slate i mean bieber i think he did have one really bad start but outside of that he's been pretty solid overall this year I don't think I can do it against a team like Baltimore, but I mean, if Bieber is going to come in 40% owned, which I really, really, really doubt. That's the only time I'd really take a shot on him. Angels at Philadelphia, another game without a total. Um, Silseth against Eflin. Any interest here in Chase Silseth? I don't hate it. I mean, we haven't seen a ton out of him. He had basically two games against Oakland and then one game again that he didn't even have a strikeout. I don't think I can if I can remember correctly. Don't know who that's against. Stuff hasn't been great so far this season. The guy could be pretty good, um, but I mean, this isn't an easy lineup. He is six point three k. I'm fine with using him, um, but really not in love love with him as a pitcher or the matchup. So I, I'll probably end up fading him. But it's a, there's not a ton at the bottom in terms of pricing today. So. He could end up coming into play him or Kikuchi or basically him, Kikuchi and Eflin are the three guys where if you have to go cheap, they're just kind of there. I think you're going to be looking for cheap bats today to get up to pay up for pitching um, on most of your lineups. Still Seth 
16% Ks, 10% walks through three starts, and two of those starts were against Oakland, like you mentioned. So I think for me, I'm probably passing on this spot for him. And then Zach Eflin on the other side of this game pitched really well against the Dodgers two outings ago. Um, it was his best start so far this season. This is just such a tough matchup going up against the Angels. And I mean, in a really friendly hitters ballpark as well. Yeah, again, it's the kind of the price tag thing. Eflin's been solid overall this year. I mean, his XFIP is sitting below four. K rates above 20%. So he hasn't been bad. He hasn't been great. And this is a tough matchup here. But it's just kind of a pricing play where sitting at 6,100 um, comes in this game in decent form, um, facing a few tough matchups prior to this and holding his own. So I don't honestly hate it. I mean, his XFIP is drastically lower than his ERA. It's not, a, again, not a great matchup, but who else are you going to use if you're going to go cheap with anything? Because there is three or four, well, there's cores and there's three or four really good spots for the bats today where I don't want to just only pay up for pitching this problem. Any interest in the Angels' bats in this spot? I mean, Trout and Otani are always in play. But overall, Eflin's been good enough this year that I don't really feel the need to target any of these bats. Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on the Angels today. If I'm sta- if I'm playing the Angels, I'm stacking them because, I mean, Otani and Trout so expensive. Ward is so expensive. So if I'm playing the Angels, I think I'm ending up with a, a stack on them in this spot. The Philadelphia side, um, I mean, in, if Harper doesn't play – We'll we'll see. I, they said that there's a good chance that he plays. I think Philly is an interesting like three three man stack. Still, Seth is someone that has struggled a little bit with command and control, um, and a team like this can put up some runs. Yeah, I mean the problem is like we don't have a huge huge sample size of Still, Seth, but I mean he has gotten beat pretty badly with lefties. So if Harper's not in the lineup, it just makes it tough. I mean Schwarber is a one off, no problem with that at all. He is still young, though. He is a little bit wild. He hasn't fully gotten it together. So I don't mind a full stack here. I mean, I like the price tag on Reese. I like the price tag on Castellanos. Um, Schwarber, like I said, I like the lefty-lefty matchup. And then you can always just do a little bit of a wraparound stack with any of the guys at the bottom here. Um, it's not an awful play, but, again, it's I'm either going Schwarber as a one-off or full-on stack or full-on fade. Arizona at Pittsburgh. Kelly against Brubaker. This game has a seven and a half total. The Pirates, a slight 120 favorite. Um, any interest here in Merrill Kelly? I mean, he's been all right so far this season. Never really been a guy that strikes out a ton of guys. Um, but, I mean, he's sitting, sitting not too bad so far this season. Uh, matchup versus Pittsburgh is a solid one. Again, the price tag's all right. They'll Low implied team total for Pittsburgh at 3.9 makes me feel better. It's a high strikeout matchup. I mean, I could see him getting out of this with 17 points. Again, there's way better pitching. And he just happens to be in the range of Eflin, Silseth, Kikuchi, Kelly. Like, all those guys could end up with a decent outing and don't have awful matchups. So I'm fine with him, but I think I prefer Eflin. He's probably my favorite pitcher under 7K on this slate. Um, going into Pittsburgh, very 
I mean, look at the weather that's projected for this game. It's going to be one of the best pitching conditions on the slate. Um, so I think just kind of looking at it from the outside in and knowing just how bad Pittsburgh is in general and the fact that like the high is like 70, um, it, it just sets up really well for for Kelly in this spot. And I mean, he's under 6,800. He throws over 90 pitches. He can get four to six strikeouts in this matchup. So five innings, four to six strikeouts, maybe one or two earned runs. I'm looking at 20 plus fantasy points at 6,800. I think that's very, very fair. JT Brubaker on the other side of this game. Um, I think he's okay too. I just don't know if you're, if you're paying 76 or Brubaker, Aren't you just finding a little bit more for Eovaldi going up against yep. Oakland? Um, yep. I, I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you don't like Brubaker's just in that kind of seven K range where you're you're getting up to Eovaldi. I mean, we'll get to that eventually, but Eovaldi is the best point per dollar play on the entire slate. He's Hands down, in a great spot. Yeah. Yeah. So Brubaker just kind of doesn't make the cut. I mean, he's a guy that struggles with walks has decent K stuff, just a overall all right pitcher in a solid ballpark going up against a mediocre team in Arizona. So I don't think I can play him just because he's so close to Eovaldi. I mean, the only reason to fade him is for uh, game theory reasons. And honestly, I'd rather take a shot on someone like Bassett or just go down lower and take a shot on the 6K guys because realistically, 6K guys are not that much more unlikely to put a put a decent game up than Brubaker. All right. Any interest in the Arizona bats in this spot? I don't like the ballpark. I don't like the weather. Um, the price tags aren't particularly low. I mean, Pavin Smith or Peralta, I think are in play. Christian Walker's in play, but I mean, I don't really want to pay 4.7 K the way Cal Marte is playing and Varsho up at the top at 4.6 K is a little bit expensive. Grandy's been paying it off. It's just a tough, tough full stack because the two bats or the main bat you want in Varsho and probably Rojas are the most expensive too. But you can make it work, honestly, with this slate. I don't think I end up on any bat in this game. But if I were going to play anybody, it would probably be Peralta. He's been hitting the ball really well. Um, on the Pittsburgh side, maybe Reynolds. But I, I just, with this, with the cooler conditions, with two decent pitchers with so many games i just don't see myself using anybody here yeah oh man sad day brian fitzpatrick is retiring yeah i saw that what do you think and um, trivia question for the people out there and you has he played for more ki- teams or does he have more kids he has Which more kids are? huh he has more kids nope seven kids nine teams oh I knew you had a lot of kids, so I was, I was, yeah. I thought you were <laughs> going to play for a lot question. of teams. <laughs> Detroit at New York facing the the Yankees here. This game has an eight total. The Yankees are a three forty to three sixty favorite on most books, it's, and that might be low. <laughs> it's Elvin Rodriguez going up against Garrett Cole. We'll start with Elvin Rodriguez. Any interest in him in this spot? No, he he grades out to be a well low average pitcher in the majors so far he's pitched better than he probably should have and this is a very very tough matchup versus the yankees well 
it's not the same Yankees lineup as we're used to, but it's still pretty darn good. No interest in Rodriguez. Yeah, he's been struggling with walks. He he hasn't been able to strike out right-handed hitters um, so far in his first three outings. Um, yeah, just no interest for me. And the pitch count, I think, is the the next thing that we're just going to have to kind of avoid on a big slate like this with so many pitching options. Um, the other side, though, we got Garrett Cole. I mean, he's probably the highest raw point pitcher on the slate. This is an amazing matchup. He's a huge favorite. We'll talk about Burns. We'll talk about Musgrove. We'll talk about McClanahan. We'll talk about Eovaldi. But I think you're starting most builds today with Cole and Eovaldi, especially if you're playing cash games. Yeah, cash games, it's no question Cole and Eovaldi. I mean, Cole's going up against the Tigers. Tigers, high strikeout team, not very good. Cole comes into this in pretty darn good form. Nine-plus strikeouts in four of the last five. He's been putting together solid outing after solid outing, and now he gets the best matchup he's had in a while. Even though he's played Baltimore, this is a better matchup here. Michael is the de facto number one pitcher on this slate, and it's not terribly close, although it's closer than you would think considering the massive amount of good pitchers on the slate. Um, I have zero interest in the Detroit bats. Yep. Uh, as far as the Yankees go, I mean, they're an expensive stack, but I mean, Rizzo's price is just fantastic. 4,400 going up against a righty that has struggled. Rizzo has been struggling, but he's back in Yankee stadium. I like the Yankees here. I like Matt Carpenter too. I, I don't know what's going on with Matt Carpenter, but he's crushing the ball right now. Um, he's 3,300. I think I start my Yankee stacks with judge. Rizzo and Matt Carpenter of all people. Yeah, but I'm not going to argue with Torres. I'm not going to argue with LeMayhew. Gallo going up against a pitcher that's just awful. Yeah, I've, I've I love this stack. I mean, I don't like throwing Gallo and Hicks into my stack, but you can still make a Yankee stack work and get some plus pitching on the slate by throwing those two guys in there. So them, Rizzo and Judge are the two that immediately stand out in Carpenter. Like, just skip the four or five hitter, and you have a full five man stack for an average of about 4K a player with the judge in your lineup and Rizzo. Minnesota at Toronto is where we go next. No total. There's not a ton of totals out for the night before, which is kind of rare for baseball. Um, but it sounds like it's going to be Chichi Gonzalez pitching for Minnesota and Yusei Kikuchi pitching for Toronto. Chichi Gonzalez, Grant, back in our lives. Um, it'll be his first start of the season and it may be his last. Um, I mean, I am definitely not playing Chichi Gonzalez against Toronto. He is 4K. I don't care. Against <laughs> someone besides Toronto. I think about it. But it's Toronto. So I don't think I want to pay 4K for negative five points. It's Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, I think negative five points might be better. Um, you know, we haven't seen him yet this year. He threw 109, 101 innings. He started 18 games for Colorado last year. Had a 12.5% K rate, 6% walk rate, 7% swing and strike rate. Um, he allowed 39% hard hits. He walked more hitters. He had a 1.5 home run per nine. Um no reason to play Chichi Gonzalez here. Yusei Kikuchi is 6,500. 
His pitch count's been kind of limited to about 90 pitches this season. They really haven't stretched him out. He's had some tough starts or tough matchups to start the season. I don't know if I end up on him, but I don't think this is a pitcher I would necessarily talk you off of if you were going to play a cheaper pitcher today. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, him, Eflin, Kelly, all kind of the same for me. Um, He does struggle against righties, and they're probably going to platoon out eight bats would be my guess. Um, So probably only facing one lefty. He does come in this game a little bit better form. He's had 16, 27, 27, 19 over the last five with one nine-point game in there. So, I mean, we've seen glimpses of him being a good pitcher last year. I I think he's just as in play as Eflin or Kelly. Like, it's kind of going to be one of those where whatever I land on, I'm I'll, I'll roll with it. But, I mean, I don't – it's not a terrible strikeout matchup here. He does have decent K stuff. While he's not going to go late into the game – he can limit the damage in certain scenarios. I don't like the fact that there's a lot of righties, but I'm willing to deal with it because his price tag's all the way at 6.5K, and I want some bats on the slate, and I want some at least one ace. All right. Um, Minnesota bats. I mean, Buxton against the lefty, always Under 5K. Yeah. Under 5K versus a lefty. Very, very playable here. Outside of that, I don't really have a ton of interest. Um, if garlic is in there, he's someone I think you can play as like a, a value play at 2,700. He has big power against left-handed pitching, but that's really it. Yeah. Buxton garlic. I mean, I'm not going to argue with Sanchez, but he's a little bit priced up there. Polanco. It's probably a little bit too high priced. I could see playing geo, um, but really garlic and Buxton are the two that stand off the page and, Buxton might be uh, – he's probably a cash game guy on the slate. Toronto bats, I love Toronto. Um, I mean, Vlad is 4,300 going up against Chichi Gonzalez. Um, I love that spot for him. But, yeah, I love Toronto. They're one of my top stacks on the slate today. Yeah, Vlad's way too cheap. T. Oscar's too cheap. Bo Bichette's probably a little bit too cheap or where he should be. Springer's probably a bit too cheap. Like, we're getting some of the – best power hitting bats and i mean i'll even play chapman chichi gonzalez just is awful like ball's gonna be put in play and chichi gonzalez gives up a decent amount of hard contact he's the worst pitcher on the slate and these toronto bats are just a bit too cheap uh white Sox at rays cruising along here big slates uh this game seven total rays a 200 favorites we got velasquez against mcclanahan any interest here in Velasquez? He's 7K. I'd rather go with any of the other guys that we mentioned. Strikeout stuff has always been all right. Hasn't been great this year, though. Still giving up a lot of power, a lot of fly balls like he always has. Rays, high strikeout lineup, but, I mean, I think they're going to do some damage to him. You could do worse on this slate, but he's definitely not as good, in my mind, as Kelly Kikuchi or Eflin. Yeah, I think he's okay. It's just, I mean, why? I, I mean, it was like he shifted to the bullpen. He only threw like forty pitches last time out. Um, I just, I mean, now back into the starting rotation. So, I, I mean, are they going to let him go eighty-five pitches again? I doubt it. Um, so, I'm going to pass on Vince Velasquez in this spot, even though Tampa is a pretty heavy strikeout team. 
Shane McClanahan, he's someone I definitely want to see what the ownership looks like. I'm obviously worried about like the top half of this lineup, but I think there's a lot of strikeouts at the bottom half and McClanahan has been fantastic this season. So if he comes in lower owned, Grant, I know how much we love the White Sox against left-handed pitching, but I think McClanahan in Tampa um, is a really interesting tournament player. Yeah, I don't really care if they, he is facing a righty heavy lineup. Like McClanahan's been incredible so far this season. The strikeout stuff has been there. He's pressed runs pretty darn well they let him get up to 90 plus pitches like he's been pitching six seven innings recently for most of the season McClanahan again right there with Barnes Musgrove Bieber and Cole like Cole is the clear clear option as the number one guy guy that would eat ownership on but the rest of the guys like if ownership's concentrating on Musgrove or Burns or Bieber I'll easily switch McClanahan I don't have any of these guys really much better than the other ones. McClanahan's the cheapest out of the bunch. Yeah, I think I'm going to really like the potential ownership here from McClanahan. Um, I think a lot of people are going to go to Cole. I really don't have any interest in the White Sox bats. They're they're typically a team that I like against left-handed pitching, but McClanahan's just been so good this season that it's really tough to, to like any of these guys. Yeah, I don't think I can play any of these bats. I mean... Abreu and Grandal are a little bit cheap. Moncada's a little bit cheap, but I just – McClanahan's so good. Yeah, I mean, he really hasn't shown a weakness. Maybe not generating soft contact would be his weakness, but 36% Ks to both lefties and righties, under 6% walk rate, over 50% ground ball rate to both sides. I just – he really hasn't shown weakness. Um, as far as the Tampa bats go – with Lau and Franco out of the lineup, I mean, you're going to get some cheap bats here. I think I use Tampa as more of like a secondary cheaper stack here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, just you're looking for cheap bats so you can full stack the Yankees or the Rockies or whoever. Um, I mean, no one really stands out. Diaz is under 4K. I don't mind that. I typically look for power bats going up against Velasquez. So Zunino sitting there at 3.6K. I could definitely see playing him. Rosarina is probably a little bit expensive because he's playing in Tampa, but I'm not expecting a huge output here from the Rays. They're going to have a, a decent implied team total, but it's because McClanahan's just such a good pitcher. And a I mean, it's currently player. sitting at 4.2 or, yeah, 4.2 right now. I mean, it's decent. It's not great. It's decent. Seattle at Texas, no total in this game. Gilbert against Dunning. Um, let's start here with Logan Gilbert. Any interest in him going up against Texas? I mean, he's a solid overall pitcher, well above average strikeout stuff, but he's in that 8K range where, I mean, they're playing Evaldi or trying to get up to McClanahan. Um, I just can't really rationalize playing it. It's not a bad matchup going up against Texas. Like, he's put up some decent outings recently, but it's it's just the way the slate is kind of turning out where Ivaldi, even with being massive chalk, isn't going to get outscored by Gilbert much in most scenarios. I mean, I guess if Ivaldi's going to be – what do you think his ownership is going to come at? Coming at 35, 40? Probably. I mean, it's still a huge slate, but I, I just said his price going up against that matchup, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess your only other real pivot for me of Aldi is going to be probably Bassett. I don't know. I, I, 
I guess you can play Gilbert. It is a solid matchup, and he is decent. I guess wait and see if the dome's going to be open, because if the dome's open, I'm just out on Gilbert. If the dome's closed, then I guess I could see pivoting off of a hugely chalky Evaldi if you got that extra 600. I think he's super interesting for large shield tournaments um, as a pivot. Uh, if Texas rolls out the lineup that they rolled out on Thursday, it was trash. Um, it was a trash lineup. So I think you're going to have to obviously check that. But the lineup they rolled out there on Thursday was just – it was rough. So um, look at that. I think that's something that's big here. Dane Dunning on the other side of this game, he's had some solid outings this season. Um, but I think this is a spot I'm probably just going to stay away. Yeah. I mean, Seattle's not a bad hitting team. Dunning hasn't been great so far this season. Hasn't been awful. I mean, he's still a good pitcher, but struggling a bit with walks right now. I I don't think I can pay 7.3K for him here going up against a decent Seattle team. Yeah, very good. Um, Very good against righties. Just struggles with lefties. And unfortunately, like this lineup, he's going to get – some lefties in this spot and they're not the best lefties, but I mean, they're, they're good enough. Um, Seattle bats staying like on that conversation. Winker, obviously someone that I really like in this spot. I think he's, you know, very playable here outside of him. There's such a tough team to want to stack because they're just not a very good offense. I mean, Winker Crawford, Rodriguez is fine. If Trammell makes the lineup, he's 2K. He's not great, but he's 2K. So he can make some things work. Winker's the one that really stands out, and Crawford is a decent shortstop option at 4.1K. But overall, I mean, you're targeting lefties versus Dunning, so I don't want to pay for Ty France at 4.8K. Rodriguez is still fine. He might steal when he gets on there, but 4.6K is a lot to pay. Suarez is the righty-righty matchup. I mean – it's yeah, I'd, I'd probably do probably just Winker and then Trammell if I really need someone super cheap on the slate. Any interest in the Texas bats here? Not really. Gilbert's been solid. If I'm looking for anything, I'm probably looking for one off power. Garver is a little bit too priced up. Simeon's a little too priced up. I could see playing Seeger. Um, but really, outside of that, not, not in love with a lot. Draymond over on his rebound prop for you. Who, who wrote you that up? This you guy. did. You did. Um, if only he could get a three pointer. Houston at Kansas City. Eight and a half total in this game. Astros a 130 favorite on most books here. You're kiting against Singer. Any interest here in Jose? You're kiting. He's under 6K going up against the Royals. I mean, so there's that. He does have some strikeout stuff, not a great pitcher overall, but he can give you some upside. I mean, am I wrong for thinking he's okay? I still think I prefer Eflin, which is why I'm not going to be on him much, but he's not an awful choice at 5.9K. Yeah, I don't think he's a crazy play today. Um, Two starts ago against Texas, he had 10 strikeouts. He had a really good game. He's likely going to give up a home run. Um, you know, just, just know that going in, you're probably giving up at least one home run in this spot. Um, it's probably to Salvador Perez. Probably. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I struggle with your Kaidi. I like the price. I just, 
talent has been all over the place for him this year. Like the strikeouts have been there. The walks have been a little bit better. Um, he just hasn't been missing bats. I mean, that's the, the downside with him right now. Uh, Brady, Brady Singer on the other side of this game, you know, two really strong, three really strong starts in a row for him. Um, I just, I struggle with the, the Houston matchup for him. Yeah, no, he's been really solid so far this year. XFIP is under three. Like the strikeouts haven't been great, but saying at 26% is solid. I just hate the matchup. That That's really it. Like, that's the problem. Like the two pivots I would want off of Eovaldi that are almost perfect pivots are Bassett and Singer. One gets Houston, one gets the Dodgers. Like it's just such a huge discrepancy in matchup. And the 4.6 implied team total of Houston, the fact that they're a little strikeout lineup, I just don't see a huge amount of upside. And he'd just have to get super, super lucky on Babbitt in this one. I mean, I just go back to the same point I've been making the whole podcast. It's $100 more for Uvalde against Oakland. Yeah. Uh, Houston Bats, I mean, they're they're kind of pricey in this matchup, and Singer's been pitching a little bit better. I don't know if I stack Houston here, but I think that's how you'd have to play them. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be so hard to do. If you're stacking, if you're stacking Houston, you're probably going Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, and then maybe Tucker and probably Brantley. And that's just not going to fit on this slate with the pitching. You're going to be stuck with Eflin and Eovaldi, which I guess isn't awful, but you're also going to have to take some bad bats outside of that. So I, I'm probably staying away. Alvarez, it's a one-off. Interests me a little bit, but Singer has just been really solid so far this season. I don't think I can justify paying these price tags for these Astros. I mean, you could play Jordan Alvarez against anybody really, though. Um, the Kansas City side, Salvador Perez is another one of those guys that you can pretty much put him against anybody. Um, has not been hitting the ball really well since coming back from the thumb injury. So, I mean, that's somewhat concerning. I think he only has one hit in five games and he's been striking out a ton. Um, and he's kind of still pricey. I probably don't play Kansas City here. I mean, Ben Detendi is 3,600, and he's been crushing the ball over the last week. So if I'm playing anybody, it's probably him. Yeah, Ben Detendi and Sal Perez. But overall, probably just staying away because I don't want to pay these price tags for Whit, Mer- Whit Merrifield or pretty much anyone else. It's just a little too expensive to play on the slate. I can tell you bats that I'm not going to play, and that's the San Diego-Milwaukee game. Musgrove against Burns. Most books have this at six and a half. DraftKings still has this game at seven. Um, Brewers, a 150 favorite. Musgrove going up against Milwaukee. I mean, this is probably the guy that's going to be the lowest zone of the expensive priced-up pitchers today. Yeah, I mean, he has been very good this season. Like, he has had solid stuff. I think he might be, I think he's like third in the ERA um, race right now. But Milwaukee's a solid overall team. And I guess it helps that he's a righty. They do strike out a decent amount. But you're not getting the same 35% K rate that you're getting from Burns or Cole or McClanahan. So you're just not getting the same upside. It's not like... Milwaukee's bad, so I 
he, he might be the guy that I'm just writing off up at the top just because there's so many other good options, unless he's going to come in. Even if he comes in at 1% ownership, I don't really see him getting 30 and blowing away the other guys. I think if he comes in at 5%, there's an argument to be made to maybe take a shot on him, but I still think I like McClanahan better at lower ownership as well. Um, Corbin Burns on the other side of this game coming off of that, like absolutely like dominating performance. Um, we finally got that like Burns dominating performance. This is a great spot going up against San Diego. I mean, I, I love Burns in this spot. I think he's the best pivot off of Garrett Cole. Yeah. Yeah. I probably prefer him to Bieber. maybe prefer him to McClanahan when you consider price, but yeah, Burns sitting over Sitting at a 31% K rate. This Padres lineup up at the top. There's some low strikeout bats, but as you get closer to the bottom, there's a lot of Ks there. So, I mean, Burns is just a very good pitcher. Doesn't walk, guys. Strikes out a ton. This is a spot where he could end up with 30. I have no interest in the bats. Either in side. This entire game, yeah. Just yep. cross them off. Yep. Nothing. Nothing at all for me. Uh, we get to flip the script here in this next game. Atlanta at Colorado. Max Freed against Chad Cool. Max Freed, a really good pitcher. Um, Max Freed's in cores. I can't do it. Yeah, I think there could be an argument to be made if Evaldi wasn't on the slate. But, yeah, Freed and cores with decent hitting weather. No, no shot. Yeah, I, I think, like, the thing that – worries me too about max freed is he i mean he throws like a sinker fastball um and it's just not going to do the same he's not going to be able to generate as many ground balls in cores that he's you know typically doing um at home or even in pretty much anywhere except for colorado <laughs> yeah uh chad cool you know going up against the braves coming off of one of his best starts this season um no interest for chad cool for me Yep, Braves are the top stack on the slate in terms of raw points. No secret to anyone. Acuna's probably one of the best plays on the slate. Matt Olson. Olson and Albies being yeah. the lefties. Yep. Albies. But playing the righties too. This is just a spot where Cole's probably gonna get crushed. Yeah, I mean, it, you you really I mean, if you're if you're wanting you're really wanting to see Michael Harris in the lineup, even if he bats last in this spot, because he's twenty four hundred in course. And Duval. Yeah, I don't know if they'll play both of them. And I like Harris more because he is a lefty for this spot. But yeah, Michael Harris, if he's in this lineup, he is extremely cheap across the industry. I love him in this spot. I don't care where he hits. So uh really like him, really like Olsen. Um I know I'm missing somebody, but yeah, I, I like the Braves. They're in a great Dare spot, now. like you said. Riley, Mozuna, Swanson. They're bunch all good. Them. Bunch of them. I like the Rockies here too. With Free not being able to potentially generate as many ground balls, the Rockies have been one of the best teams in baseball this season against left-handed pitching. And even in cores against Freed, I think they come in at lower ownership than like a typical matchup. Yeah, I'm probably staying away from the lefties. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. interest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Freed's so good against lefties. But the righties, yeah. I mean, Daza's 3.4K. 
Crone has a good chance to take him out of the ballpark. Rogers is under 4K. Grichik is under 4K. Like, all the righties here. Connor Joe at 4.4K. Like, these guys are a bit underpriced. Even Crone at 5K is probably underpriced. Even if it gets a good pitcher like Freed, right? He throws a sinker, throws a curveball a lot. Neither one of those go nearly as well over in Coors. He might struggle a bit. I mean, you're getting a price price uh, discount on these guys because of the fact that they're going up against Freed. All right, Boston at Oakland, the game that we've been waiting to talk about here, seven and a half total. Um, most books have it at seven now. Red Sox, a 150 favorite, Eovaldi against Kaeperlin. Um, Nathan Eovaldi's 8K. Going up against the worst team in baseball against right-handed pitching. He's coming off of a complete game against Baltimore. 108 pitches. He's thrown over 98 pitches in four of his last five starts. Outside of ownership and game theory, I don't understand why you're not playing Evaldi here. Yep. You said everything. Evaldi's very good. 30 points in each of his last two games. Coming in best form he's had all season. And going up against the worst team in the league in one of the best pitching ballparks and by far the best pitching. It's going to be 58 degrees out there in Oakland. Like this is just a perfect spot for Eovaldi and he's far too cheap and it kind of makes the slate worse. The fact that he's so cheap because he probably should be up close to McClanahan. Uh, Kaplan on the other side, he's 5,200. Um, I'm not playing him against Boston here. Nope. Boston's been good recently and just, not getting much upside. Ballpark's good. Weather's good, but still no no shot in playing. I don't think I'm stacking Boston here either, though, because they are just so expensive. Um, I, I mean, if you're stacking them, you're, you're really needing some cheap plays. Um, I do like Verdugo and Kiki Hernandez as potential one-offs or even like a two-man stack, but I don't think I'm going with a full Boston stack here, just kind of pricing on the slate where I want to pay up for pitching. Yeah, I mean, it's just too tough. Like, I just hate stacking anyone up in this ballpark. It's just so tough to put up runs. I, I'm i probably just staying away. I'm fine with Verdugo. I'm fine with Kike. But I'm not paying 5K for any of these other guys in this ballpark. Um, I have no interest in the Oakland bats. Nope, move on. Not even as a game theory sack. I just like, don't see it working out. Yeah, they are cheap, but they're awful. We finish out the slate. Mets, Dodgers, Bassett against Anderson. Eight and a half total. Dodgers, a 165 favorite. Any interest here in Chris Bassett? I mean, he does make an interesting pivot off of the Evaldi. The problem is he's facing the Dodgers. The Dodgers are very good. The Dodgers don't strike out a ton. It's just same basic thing as with Singer. Like, too tough of a matchup to really see that much upside. Yeah, Tyler Anderson on the other side of this game, you know, the Mets, a, a team, one of the best teams in baseball against right-handed pitching, but they're a very mediocre offense against left-handed pitching. Anderson has upside. Um, I think – I don't think I end up playing – Anderson, but I think 9.5 K that's so tough in a low strikeout matchup. Yeah. I think I rank him over Musgrove and I think I rank him over Gilbert though. 
I don't, I don't think so. Like the $900 price. I'm, I'm just very low on Anderson when you consider that. Yeah. Mets have not been great versus lefties, but they still got some decent bats in here that they can tune out like Canna Davis. So I, I just, I don't see Anderson putting up. There's no way I can play him with McClanahan and Bieber 100 and 300 more. Like that's basically it. He's far too expensive. You're not getting any upside with him. All right. Um, Mets, bats, anything that you're playing here? I think Can has 3.3K going up against a lefty, but Anderson's been solid recently. Still giving up a decent amount of fly balls, not a ton of hard contact. But he's fine. Pete Alonzo's fine. That's, that's really it. Like, I don't think I'd stack him up. I don't think I'd play him much at all. Yeah, I need. Um, I mean, the Dodgers, they're super expensive, but they're also a team that could break the slate. I just don't see myself ending up on the Dodgers. I think Bassett is a good pitcher. I know it's a tough matchup against the Dodgers, but I just, he generates so much soft contact. And I think that is enough reason for me not to have interest. I will say he's allowed a lot more home runs over the last few games. Um, but I I just, I mean, you're going to need that like really big home run type of game for the Dodgers to pay off these price tags. I mean, I'm still fine. If they're going to come in at no ownership, I'll still play them. Like they are that good where it doesn't matter the matchup at all. They're still in play. Uh, Again, Coors is probably a better spot for bats. and It's actually slightly cheaper. Houston at the same basic price tag is probably in a similarly as good or as bad spot. So you can go with them. Toronto is way too cheap. Yankees are in a way, way better spot. They just don't really make the cut of top price or yeah, top price teams in this slate. So... I'm never going to argue with them, especially if they're alone, but I'm probably out. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who are you looking at today? I'm going to go with Kikuchi. I like that. I'm going to go Kelly going up against Pittsburgh. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Matt Coors, obviously. This is actually really tough. I'm going with Anderson. I think I have to go Bassett against the Dodgers. That's the only other option, really. Uh, Over 4K to hit a home run, not in Coors. Who do you got to go yard today? I don't like going with the obvious answer, but it's Aaron Judge. I like that one. I'm going to go Byron Buxton today. Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you like? Jesse Winker. Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. Um, oh, I got to check his price really quick. I know who I want to pick. I just don't remember if he's under 4K or not. Uh, give me Verdugo at 3,400. Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I'm going to go with Toronto. Yeah. Against Chi-Chi. Yeah, Blue Jays. Um, I got. I think I'm gonna go Cleveland. 
going all the way back to the first game we talked about, I, I really like the Guardians today um, in this spot against Zimmerman. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Need Draymond Green to hit one three. He's 0 for 3. So I'm not I need, happy. I need Tatum to get some rebounds. Um, I just got the over with the Derek White stuff. Tatum gets some rebounds here. I'm going to have like four five for fives on prize picks. Um, hey, look at you. I know. It'd be, it'd be a nice little prize picks night. It'd make up for all my, my um, disc golf losses on prize picks today. So there you go. Uh, we're going to get out of here. We'll be back Monday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.